So we've been, we started this series last week, and um, first I wanted to say um, thank you for uh, listening to me screaming today instead of hearing Josh sing. Um, his voice is n- not here with us today. <laughs> it's not like I was at a funeral. <laughs> it's not with us anymore longer. No. Um, <clears throat> but thank you for lis- listening to me scream. I am so sorry. Um, this morning while we were loading up, um, a bird got in here. I have no clue where it's at right now. So if something falls on you, it's probably not the Holy Spirit. Okay, just giving you a heads up. <clears throat> Watch, don't, don't look up with your mouth open, okay? Um, but we started this series last week um, that we've, we've entitled How on Earth, and like how on earth are we going to change the world? How on earth? Isn't that the kind of the question? Like, have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, you're going into a situation and you're like, how on earth am I going to get through this? Or how on earth is my football team going to win? when they're down 36 to nothing, you know, like how on earth, and I think in a little, like a little bit, the disciples felt this way after Jesus had died, right, like how on earth, we followed this dude for four years, three years, almost four, and he's dead now, like how on earth, because if we walk out these doors, we're going to get killed, because we were his followers and so how how what what are we to do and last week we we wanted to last week we said what we wanted to do was set the world or set the earth on fire on fire with the gospel of jesus and and it's one of those how on earth are we going to do that because i mean have you watched the news lately like everybody's concerned about everything else other than what truth really is not I, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on it's hard to find truth in this chaos in our world with the shooting that happened in, in, in California this week to um, stuff you, other stuff you see on the news like how are we going to set this earth on fire when it seems like the attentions on things that are just so distracting. And we said last week to do this, to start a movement, to, start, to set the earth on fire, we needed the right spark. There needed to be a spark, and what what we what we said was was that 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 once that spark, whatever that spark is, and we said we believe that it's the Holy Spirit. Once that Holy Spirit spark, once that once it was lit, you won't know where where it would stop. It is with the Holy, like it's the Holy Spirit. Like when when we have the Holy Spirit, those things that seem beyond possible, those questions on how on earth. Those, those beyond, the beyond possible becomes effortless because we have the right ignition. And that right ignition is the Holy Spirit. And here's what we need to know if you're here this morning is, is that something's been given to you. Like you have something. You as believers, you have something. You've been empowered with something or someone to accomplish your purpose as a believer. See, for most of my life, even today, I feel so unqualified. You ever feel unqualified to do anything? Like, I'm sitting at school sometimes, and their kids come to me with, with a situation, and I'm like, I am not qualified to deal with this. Stacia, Helen Ross McNabb, somebody come on. Like, 
This is too much for me. Like, I feel so unqualified. Like, even today, standing here, I feel like, is, do I really have anything to offer? And maybe, maybe, maybe yours is in a little bit of a different situation, but do I have anything to offer my wife? Do I have anything to offer my husband? Do I have anything to offer my employer? Do I have anything to offer my, my friends? Do I, what, like, I feel unqualified to be in this relationship. I feel unqualified to do whatever, whatever that is. And I feel like, like, I ask myself questions, do like, do I, do I have what I need to do, do I have what I need, do I have the power to accomplish whatever I'm doing, and, and I know that today, even if it's for me, today's going to be a word for somebody. Like, because, because it's a word for me. And I'm here to tell you, and I believe God wants you to know this, because I know some of y'all feel the same way, especially when it comes to sharing our faith, sharing our story, is, is that you just need to know, and it's a title this morning if you're a note taker, is that it's been given. Whatever you need to accomplish your purpose as a believer, it's been given. And to kind of set this up this morning is, you know, like I said, Jesus has died, he's resurrected, and I'm sure that his disciples are like, what do we do now? Like, he, he, we saw him die. He's, he's not in the grave anymore, and we didn't take him. Like, I'm wondering, like, if I was them, I'd be wondering, what, well, what's my next step? Where do I go from here? Have you ever asked God that question? Like you get in the middle of a, in, end of a situation and you go, where do I go from here? You know, I think of the movie Up, where do we go from here? Oh, well, Up, you know, and, but where do we go from here? And our friend Luke, um, he wrote the Gospel of Luke, but he also, which was, just so you know, a letter to a friend named Theopolis, but he also wrote a second letter, like, you know, like part two that we call Acts. And so Acts is a letter to, the, to, a, to a friend, and really to us too, whose name was Theopolis. And so let's see what Luke says happened in Acts 1, starting in verse 1. In the first book, I told you, Theopolis, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Until the day, because he's talking about the gospel of Luke there, okay? Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles. Isn't it good to know that me and you were chosen like, me and you were chosen. It's crazy. He chosen apostles, further instructions through the what? Holy Spirit. Verse 3. During the, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. And verse 4 says, once, once when he was eating with them, because ghosts don't eat, get... Sorry, that was a reference to um, Ghostbusters when, sorry, <laughs> food just goes straight through them. Never mind. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until, further, until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. So we have something coming. They had something coming. In verse 5, it says, as I told you, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. In just a few days, what if our empowerment, what if, what if in just a few days your breakthrough is coming? 
What if in just a few days you're totally free of your addiction? What if just in a few days, whatever that situation you're going through in life is broke loose? Like what if we started praying prayers like this verse? Holy Spirit, I need you to move in my life. Like one of those just in a few days kind of moves. I'll do whatever I need to do, but I need you to move in my life. I need a breakthrough, so I'll do whatever I need to do for you to move in my life. I need one of those just in a few days moments. And in verse 6, it says this. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, let me tell you something, like the disciples give me a little bit of hope about myself because they ask some dumb questions sometimes. <clears throat> okay, so here they spent three years with Jesus, and Jesus was pretty clear on what the kingdom of God was going to look like, okay? Like, yeah, the kingdom of God is a place that one day we will be, but it is also a place where we are. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom starts now, so they're like, so they had this, this listen. So when the apostles, that gives me hope because sometimes it's okay to ask dumb questions. They asked him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Like, so they were, because they, they, they had misread, they had misread the, 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 misunderstood what the Old Testament was saying about the kingdom of God. They thought that the Messiah, the king, would ride in on a, on a powerful horse and take over the Roman government and set up the kingdom of Israel, but Jesus was setting up a different kingdom. They, had, they, had, they still had this vision of an earthly kingdom reign and that wasn't coming yet, but Jesus wanted a different kind of kingdom. One of those on earth as it is in heaven type kingdoms. And so if we keep reading, it says, so when the apostles were... When the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has a time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Listen to Jesus' answer. Henry, he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those days and times, and they are not for you to know. Well, thanks, Jesus. That gives me some confidence. In verse 8, but you, and this is my favorite part, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, if you're taking notes, I want you, this is a promise for you and me, is that the Holy Spirit, as believers, gives us power. The Holy Spirit gives us power. Not it might or it should. No, as believers, we have power through the Holy Spirit. And one of my favorite verses that talks about this spirit that's in us, the Holy Spirit, is, is in Romans. Like our friend Paul wrote to the Roman church, he wrote this. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And this is a great thing to think about because we're, we're a church that believes in resurrection, right? That one day our resurrected bodies will be with Jesus. But that we also believe there's resurrection today. Like those addictions that's in our life, those whatever the case may be, our, our lust, our whatever, whatever the things, like those can be resurrected too because there's power in the Holy Spirit that can conquer those things. Like we talk about reaching our city, but, and we talk about the resurrection, it kind of encompasses things that we have to go where graveyards are, right? We have to go where dead things are. 
That's why Ephesians 2 says, you once were dead in your trespasses and sins. But I resurrected you to new life. We have to, we have to go and reach people. We have to go to the dead places in our community. Because we, we, we believe in resurrection of life, even today. <clears throat> the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies. By the same Spirit living in you. So here's what you need to know if you're taking notes. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in me. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in me. But the question becomes, what is this power for? It's great, Derek. We have some power through the Holy Spirit. I wish I felt a little bit more of that. But what is this power for? And our friend Luke tells us, if we go back to our letter from Luke, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my, what? Witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The power that's been given to you, it's been given so I can tell the world about what Jesus has done for me. Taking notes, I want you to write that down. It's been given so I can tell the world about what Jesus has done in me. Through Jesus, my addiction has been broken. Through Jesus, my my lust has been wiped away. Through Jesus, my marriage has been healed. Through Jesus, I found freedom. Through Jesus, you fill in the blank. It's been real hard for me lately. Um, you know, for 20-something years, I was kind of in a prison. You know those things that you never really want to let go of? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you don't want anybody to know about because it's kind of embarrassing to you. And so that shame that you feel from those things that happened a long time ago, you try to cover up with more stupid stuff. <clears throat> well, guys do stupid stuff. I don't know about girls. But we do a bunch of stupid stuff to try to cover up the shame that we felt. For 20-something years, I try to find freedom in every, everything else. And, and it, I'm just going to be honest with you guys because I feel free from this. And in some senses, there's still some things I need to do, but for 20-something years, I was a prisoner to myself being raped, me being raped when I was younger. And I'm almost going to be honest with you, like I didn't even tell my wife or my family about it until just a few weeks ago. Like I really wanted freedom, but I didn't know how to get it from that. For 20-something years, I held in this secret. And I, try, I look back and look back at things that I've done in my life through my own power, trying to cover up the shame that I felt in that. Because I thought it was me. So you want to know what Jesus has done for me, what, what, what the power, uh, the Holy Spirit gives me power to do is sit here and say, Jesus 
through Jesus, my, I'm, I found freedom from the shame that I felt for what somebody else did to me 20-something years ago. So you want to know what I'm telling the world? That there is freedom found in Jesus. I have the power to say that now because for too long I didn't let the Holy Spirit even work on that part of my life. The power has been given to me <clears throat> so I can tell the world what Jesus has done for me. Through, my, through Jesus, my addiction has been broken. My lust has been wiped away. My marriage has been healed. And I've found freedom. <clears throat> but it's also been given to me so I can go make disciples. Through all, of, through all of our lives, we've experienced pain and shame and heartache that God has brought us through and brought us from that we can find somebody to latch on to and walk with in this life. Because all, all to making disciples is, is walking and doing life with people. It's our job. It's not a suggestion. It's actually a commission that Jesus gave to us before he ascended. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, and authority is power. And with Jesus living in us, guess what? We have that same authority in, as in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples, train people of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all the, the commands I have been given to you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's a promise. And no matter what we face in life, no matter what shame we feel, no matter what heartache we have, he is with us to the end. And so what I get to do, <clears throat> like with my story, is I can walk along other men who feel, who feel trapped because they're too ashamed to stand up and say, somebody did this to me. Somebody did this to me. But I'm free now and I can help lead others, disciple others to that freedom. So I don't know where, I'm just going to speak to the guys in here. I'm not saying anybody else in here has went through this, but I'm just going to let you know there's freedom, whatever that shame you feel. Don't hold on to it anymore. But we can take our stories. We can go make disciples. It's been given to you. The power. <clears throat> Let's go on and see what Luke continues to say. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So let me just say this. <clears throat> For those people who say, I don't believe in foreign missions and I don't believe in, I believe you should just focus local. Well, Jesus here just said everywhere. People about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, which would have been their community. Throughout Judea, which would have been their country. In Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we can't just say, let's just focus local. Because Jesus calls us to change the world. To set the earth on fire. But Derek, I don't have the power to do that. It's been given. That power is the Holy Spirit that lives in you. Verse 9 says, After saying this, he was taken into the clouds taken up into the cloud while they were walking. Can you imagine being disciples in that moment like David Blaine? I'm like, really? But David Blaine wasn't the first one to do it, okay? 
After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. And as they strained to see, have you ever strained to see what God wants for you? You've looked so hard, so hard. Like, I've been looking for days, God, where, where, where's my next step? Where's my next focus? Where's what, whatever it is? Like, you're straining to see what God wants for you. They were straining to see him rising to heaven. And two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. And they said this, this is what they said. Men of Galilee, shift church. <clears throat> Knoxville, United States, they said, whatever. Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Shift church, why are you still standing here gazing? Why are you standing here gazing? It's been given to you. By it, I mean Him, the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and lives in me. And that power is to go share what Jesus has done for you. Some of you, I know your story. You have a powerful story. From addictions being broken, marriages being restored. Why are we standing here gazing? looking up into heaven when there's people around us, people we live, work, and play with that need to hear your story because they're not going to come listen to me. They look at me as a salesman. You're the preacher, man. Of course you're going to talk about Jesus. But if you sit down and say, look at what Jesus has done for me, they can try to deny this while they want to, but they can't deny your changed life. They can't deny that something's changed in you and that what's changed in you is now now you as a believer have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. But Derek, I just don't I feel unqualified. I don't I don't think I have the resources or the or the knowledge or any of that that Derek, you seem so smart. I know. Derek, I just, I don't seem very, I'm unqualified to share my story. Where's this great verse, set of verses, this great letter written to the Hebrew church. In the 13th chapter of that letter, in verse 20, it says, Now may the God of peace, who brought brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratify the eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will may he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him all glory to him forever and ever Derek I don't feel qualified I feel kind of stupid well that's great me too here's here's what I've learned in life especially when it comes to this, is that he often does not call the qualified, but qualifies the called. Sorry, there's spelling mistakes in there. My bad. Sorry, Kevin. He often doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. That's for you to know. Derek, I don't really feel qualified. Yeah, me neither. But here's a great thing. He doesn't look, I mean, look at his disciples. 
they were all in their culture known as dummies because they went and learned their father's trade. But what made the difference is when they would be in trial, you heard it several times, when they'd be standing before leaders, they would say, we recognize that they've been in the presence of Jesus. They've been in the presence of this power. Power, the same power that you and me have. Unqualified people. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, it's been given to you and to me. So dig into that power. I'm too scared to share my faith. Well, take that first step. That's all you have to do. I don't know if I can talk about that part of my life. Well, I just did. There'll be people all over the world now from the 18 different countries that listen to us that know that. You have the power to do it. Share your story. Share, share your heartache. Share your pain. Share whatever you're going through. Because when we do that, we will see Knoxville changed forever. Because they may not step into this room, but they'll sit across from McDonald's table, need a hamburger, and talk to you about it. Especially if you say, hey, I'm taking you to lunch and I'm buying. I'm down for a free meal. It's been given to you. And all we need to do is just stand in his love. You never feel more free than when you're in the love of Jesus. When things try to come over you, when things... When he says you're not good enough, when there's a bird that's flying around trying to distract you, when the lights are going crazy, when all that stuff, all that stuff that doesn't matter, if we stand in his love, stand in his power, we can rock this world. We can turn this world up. And then that question that's asked, how on earth, we can say only God gets the credit for that one. And we get to be a part of his story. So I don't know where you find yourself this morning. I don't, you may be way over here and you're like, Derek, I don't even believe in Jesus. And okay, cool. I don't even know if it's real. Cool, I'm glad you're here. Okay? We believe finding Jesus at your own pace. We're not going to push anything on you. But maybe you're, maybe you're kind of here in the middle and go, it's been a long time since I've seen God move in my life. It's been a long time since I've seen this power that you're talking about. Maybe we begin to pray for it. And maybe we start taking steps to, to see it work. And there's some of us that are over here like, we might as well be Pentecostal. Okay? We, we, got, we got to share that. We got to radiate that. Look at what Jesus has done for me. I don't know where you find yourself at, but we all need to trust in the power of Jesus more. The power of the Holy Spirit. So how on earth? The Holy Spirit got to get the right spark we got to believe in the power that comes from it because it's that power that's the way maker the miracle worker as we pray God I want to thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to be here and worship you and I pray that as we as we sing some more songs as we as we celebrate you God I just pray that I pray that that we that we just worship you in these in this moment. God, I pray that as as we as we sing, 
we feel your presence. God, let's pray for your Holy Spirit, God, to move in a powerful way. God, I pray, I pray for your Spirit to move in our lives. Because we need that power, even for the smallest things in our life. <clears throat> God, let there be just one, let us pray one of those just in a few days type of prayers. That may be like even just in a few moments. When we, like when we sit, we're going to stand up, we're going to sing, and we're going to praise. Like at the end of our praise, our breakthrough is going to happen. We need one of those type of moments, just in a few days type of moments. God, we thank you for your love, and I pray that we all, we all stand in your love.